Hey, everyone. It is Friday, September 29th, and you are listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. We read all the news and read between the lines so you don't have to. Happy Friday. We've got two important, somewhat made-up holidays to mention, although I guess all holidays are made up. But these are kind of the PR ones. Today is National Coffee Day, which feels like every day in my house. And tomorrow is International Podcast Day. We could certainly cheers to that as well. Also, a couple of housekeeping items. Mosh on paternity leave. He's enjoying some quality time with his new daughter, Olivia, and his wife, Alex. I do have a couple of great guests lined up for next week. But for now, it is just moi. So let's get to the news. Republicans open their impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. How did it go? It comes as we're just days away from a government shutdown. In business news, mortgage rates soar to their highest levels since 2000. Plus, CVS pharmacists say that they are overworked and understaffed. And now the company is promising changes after the pharmacists in one city didn't show up for work. In lighter political news, senators, keep your hoodies and your gym shorts at home. The Senate has now formalized a dress code. And Disney is going the way of Netflix, cracking down on password sharing. Plus, The Bachelor goes golden. How the ABC reality show is trying to appeal to an older demographic. And it is Friday. Cheers to the freaking weekend. What we are watching, reading and eating. Let's start how we have the past few days with politics. Republicans promised that they would try to impeach President Biden as soon as they took control of the House last November. Well, their time has come. The House Oversight Committee held its first public hearing of their impeachment inquiry into President Biden yesterday, aiming to, quote, provide accountability for leaders in Washington. Axios describing it as bumpy and often chaotic. So what are they looking for here? Republicans are trying to prove that there are links that tie President Biden to his son Hunter's controversial foreign business deals. The main allegation is that when Biden was vice president, he knew about, was involved in and profited from Hunter Biden's business deals in Ukraine and China. Republicans also want to know if Biden took any official action or changed policy because of money provided to his family or to him from foreign interests. During his opening statement, House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, a Republican from Kentucky, said that Biden lied to the American people, that he had never spoken to his family about their business dealings. He said the panel had, quote, a mountain of evidence showing that Biden used his official government role for his family's gain. The American people demand accountability for this culture of corruption. They demand to know how these schemes have compromised President Biden and threatened our national security. Now, one of the Republicans' own witnesses, conservative legal scholar Jonathan Turley, he said during the hearing that the current evidence does not support articles of impeachment, but that an inquiry is warranted. Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin, the ranking Democrat on the House Oversight Committee, said Republicans simply do not have the evidence to support the allegations. If the Republicans had a smoking gun or even a dripping water pistol, They would be presenting it today, but they've got nothing on Joe Biden. So what is next here? We expect Republicans will march on with their impeachment inquiry and continue their hunt for more information. But at this point, no additional hearings have been scheduled. The timing is also important. This hearing comes as lawmakers try to reach a deal to fund the government before it shuts down Saturday night. 
On Thursday, the U.S. government notified federal workers that a shutdown does appear imminent. Once again, the issue is that a small group of House Republicans are demanding that more cuts be made to the budget. And as of Thursday night, when I'm recording this podcast, the talks continue. But so far, there is no deal. Over in the Senate, they are working on a bipartisan bill to fund the government through November 17th. But some conservative House Republicans say that they will refuse to support it. Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying he does not have enough votes to pass that in the House. A big sticking point. Some of those Republicans say they don't want any more funding to go to Ukraine. But again, time is running out to reach a deal. Government funding technically runs out at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday. A shutdown would be a major blow to the economy. About two million federal workers, more than a million active duty troops would stop getting paid although they would receive back pay once any shutdown ends. So some of the employees would simply be furloughed and told not to come to work. Others who work in public safety would still have to work. They just wouldn't get paid on time. All right, before we get to the rest of the news, let's thank some of our sponsors. We have talked about how we only want to endorse things on this podcast that we really love. Well, Bowl and Branch Bedding and Sheets is definitely one of those things. I've had them in my house for about six months now, and we have absolutely been loving them. Even though we're in the fall, Boland Ranch certainly made the summer of record heat a bit easier. They've got very breathable sheets. Bowl and Branch, that is B-O-L-L and Branch sheets are made with organic cotton, and they don't have some of the harsh chemicals that are used by other brands. The sheets genuinely get softer with every wash. Right now, Bowl and Branch is offering a very special deal to the Mo News community. You can get 15% off your first order when you use the promo code Mo News at bowlandbranch.com. That is Bowl and Branch, B O L L A N D branch.com. The promo code is Mo News, M O N E W S. There are some exclusions, so make sure you see the site for details. And now to Athletic Greens. I'm trying to keep my energy up here on this podcast without Mosh. And perhaps I should thank Athletic Greens. It is just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning. It is easy and quick, and it lets you get on with your day, knowing that you've gotten over 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals. It also has pre and probiotics to support digestion and gut health. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving Mo News listeners a free one-year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Visit drinkag1.com slash monews to take advantage of this offer. You can get a discounted monthly subscription or try it just one time for a month. Again, that is drinkag1.com slash monews. That is M-O-N-E-W-S for this special deal and really start to take ownership of your health. Time now for the speed read from Forbes. The average interest rate for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage has soared to a level not seen since the turn of the millennium, according to the latest Freddie Mac mortgage rate survey. As of September 28th, the 30-year rate averaged 7.31%. The data shows that the last time the 30-year rate exceeded that figure was December 15th of 2000. That's when the average rate clocked in at about 7.42%. But Freddie Mac's chief economist says there is one difference between then and now. Unlike the turn of the millennium, house prices today are rising alongside mortgage rates, primarily because of low inventory. These headwinds are causing both buyers and sellers to hold out for better circumstances. So the bottom line here, mortgage rates are up, home prices are up. 
but sales are down. As for when things might get a little bit better or less expensive, the Fed expects to keep interest rates high for quite a while. From the Associated Press, pharmacists in at least a dozen Kansas City area CVS pharmacies did not show up for work last Thursday and Friday and plan to be out again this week until the company sent its chief pharmacy officer with promises to fill open positions and increase staffing levels. They're promising to boost hiring as a way to ease workloads that sometimes make it hard for pharmacists to even take a bathroom break. It isn't going to be easy to resolve the problems that have been growing as pharmacists at CVS and other drugstores in the U.S. took on more duties in recent years. They're gearing up as well to deliver this year's flu and COVID-19 vaccines. And this is just one of the latest examples nationwide of workers who are fed up enough to take action. But unlike in the ongoing strikes at the automakers or in Hollywood, the pharmacists aren't demanding raises or more vacation. They just want more workers to help them. One pharmacist saying, when we are not valued as healthcare professionals, it doesn't allow the job that needs to be done to be done. And that is keeping patients safe. Right drug, right patient, right time, right dose. It is something that as a patient, you do tend to take for granted that when you go to the pharmacy, you are going to get the right medication and, and the right dose. From NPR, the Senate's move to relax its unofficial dress code has led to a surprising development. An official dress code. Lawmakers voted unanimously Wednesday to codify a business casual dress code for the Senate floor. This is just days after one of its leaders sought to do away with it entirely. You might remember last week, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer directed the Senate's sergeant at arms to stop enforcing the unwritten rule and allowing members to wear whatever they wanted. Senators have traditionally voted from the doorway of the nearby cloakroom if they happen to be dressed casually. That change from Senator Schumer seemed primarily aimed at accommodating Pennsylvania Democrat John Fetterman, who regularly wears hoodies and gym shorts to work, although not on the Senate floor, since his hospitalization for depression earlier this year. But it didn't sit well with a lot of senators, especially Republicans, who argued that allowing casual clothing on the floor would disrespect the institution and the constituents they serve. Even some Democrats had voiced concerns. 46 Republican senators, all but three, had sent a letter to Schumer demanding that he reverse the change, writing, quote, the world watches us on that floor and we must protect the sanctity of that place at all costs. That prompted West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin and Utah Republican Mitt Romney to introduce a resolution that would formally instate an enforceable dress code for the Senate floor. It is called the Shorts Act. The show our respect to the Senate. It requires business attire, specifically a coat, tie and slacks or other long pants for men. It actually doesn't say anything about women. Fetterman says he will comply. He called the whole thing silly. After the resolution's passage, he released a statement and a tweet with no words, just a photo of King of Queens actor Kevin James wearing a flannel, smirking with his hands in his jean pockets. It is a meme that has taken over the Internet in recent days. From the tech website The Verge, starting on November 1st, Disney Plus will begin restricting password sharing, at least in Canada. The company announced the change in an email sent to Canadian subscribers Disney has not provided many details on how it plans to enforce the policy. Its email merely states that, quote, we are implementing restrictions on your ability to share your account or login credentials outside of your household. 
A new account sharing section in the Canadian subscriber agreement also notes that the company may analyze the use of your account and that failing to comply with the agreement could lead to account limits or even termination. The announcement comes about a month after Disney's third quarter earnings call, where CEO Bob Iger said the company was actively exploring ways to address shared accounts. He said a significant number of people are currently sharing passwords across Disney services and added that Disney does have the technical capability to monitor sign-ins. Disney Plus, just the latest streaming service to attempt to tackle password sharing. Netflix has been testing these restrictions for about a year in various countries and started to crack down in the United States in May of this year. And from the New York Times, dating among older Americans is in the spotlight thanks to the premiere of The Golden Bachelor, which follows Jerry Turner, a 72-year-old widower, on his quest to find a partner. The Bachelor spinoff show features singles aged 60 and up. Mr. Turner has said that ideally he is looking for a high-energy partner who might like pickleball or golf. The Bachelor has generated a bunch of spinoffs. This latest iteration stands apart, though, as it focuses on a demographic that has thus far been largely ignored in the world of dating shows. And this could be a good business move. Viewers, for the most part, have fled primetime lineups for streaming outlets, with one notable exception, people over the age of 60. With shows like The Golden Bachelor, TV networks are leaning into that core segment of the audience Experts say one in three baby boomers is single, and an estimated 14% of single people between the ages of 57 and 85 are in a dating relationship, and older daters face all of the challenges that their younger counterparts do. Burnout, ghosting, gaslighting, but many of them have found that dating can be infinitely better when you don't have as much to prove. And it is Friday. Cheers to the freaking weekend. This section certainly not as fun to do by yourself, but here we go. What I am watching, Murdoch Murders Season 2 on Netflix. So Alex Murdoch was found guilty of murdering his wife and son back on uh, March 2nd of 2023. That verdict came just weeks after the first part, Murdoch Murders, a Southern Scandal, premiered on Netflix And now with this second part, they continue the story of how, quote, this one family devastated a tight-knit South Carolina community. I did ask Moshe what he is watching this week, and he said, baby Olivia sleeping. Now to what we're reading. I'm going to be reading this article from Bloomberg. It's called Corporate America Promised to Hire a Lot More People of Color, and it actually did. The year after Black Lives Matter protests, the S&P 100 added more than 300,000 jobs, 94% of which went to people of color. As for Moshe, he is going to be reading Good Night Moon by Margaret Weiss Brown. In the great green room, there was a telephone and a red balloon and a picture of the cow jumping over the moon. And there were three little bears sitting on chairs. I personally could recite this one by heart because I read it to my daughter, I think, every night for about three years. As for what we are eating, I'm going to go with what I am drinking, which is coffee in honor of National Coffee Day. Moshe said, forget eating. He is feeding his daughter bottles. And that is it for me. It is Friday. I hope everybody enjoys whatever it is they are watching, reading, and eating. Thank you for listening to the Mo News Podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this with your friends. It will help us grow. Follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Review us in the App Store. 
Give us a call, 1-800-711-MOSH, M-O-S-H. And don't forget to follow us where it all started on Instagram, at Moshe, M-O-S-H-E-H. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll see you back here on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Mo News Podcast.